Hey guys and gals, welcome back to Simmer Down with Viv, and welcome back to the last episode of season one. Yes, this is our season finale. Ah, I cannot believe that we are here. I cannot believe we are up to episode 15. It seemed like yesterday when episode one debuted and I was absolutely terrified. Uh, and also, I didn't know what to talk to you guys about this episode. I was thinking maybe I could just do a recap. But to be quite honest, I don't know if you guys know this, but when you guys watch like an episode like Friends and they just take other scenes from old episodes and they put it together like, hey, a flashback. I don't like those episodes. So I'm like, why would I do that to you guys? I wanted to give you guys substance. And as I was brainstorming, I was bouncing ideas off of Jay. He's like, well, what is it that you want to talk about with them? And I was like, well, maybe I should just tell them what I thought my favorite episode was or what their favorite episode was. And I do know because I get numbers back, um, basically which episode did the best or which top two. And I will get into that later. But why did I start this in the first place? Why did I start this podcast? And the feelings that I went through before figuring it out, um, And as you guys know, this year has been a big year about self-reflection for me and figuring out how and what works for me as a person as I get older each and every year or each and every day. And one thing that has been a constant theme has been vulnerability. I don't know if it's because of the Brene Brown stuff that I've been watching, reading, listening. I've watched her Netflix special. I've listened to her TED Talk and I've also been reading her books and it has changed me and for the better. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about. This week is all about vulnerability. And that is why this podcast exists. It is me being vulnerable, me showing you the real me in my voice. And I want to tell you guys the things I've been through and why I am the person I am today. And some of it, as you guys know, are really positive and some of them were not. So let's get into the first thing which is the inspiration, which is Brene Brown. For those who are not sure of who Brene Brown is or never heard of her, she's she is who I call superwoman. Not because she's fighting crime or anything like that, but because she has given me the gift of understanding how it is to be open and what vulnerability is. I feel like when people hear the word vulnerability or to be vulnerable, it makes it seem like you are giving up, you're showing at your weakest, you are not performing at the best or being strong and that is so false that is absolutely wrong and that is cannot be further from the truth to be vulnerable it takes a strong person to be vulnerable is to be open to be vulnerable is to be compassionate and to see people in a different light so the first thing I watched from her was the TED talk and I also listened to it because it was on YouTube and at first I was just like oh listen to this TED talk thing And she was just blowing up on the internet. And I was like, who is this woman? What is she going to tell me that I don't know? Not because I think I know everything, but because I was like, what is this motivational speaker that I've heard a gazillion times? It's always going to be like, you know, push hard and try your best and like forget everything else, which I do love sometimes. But she was different. She connected with me because she talked about her experience and how her experience of being open and how people portray her to be this person who is a speaker who gets paid to speak and she has tons of degrees master's doctor so she's at a different like prestigious educational level 
and people expect her to just spill her knowledge out in a very academic way. And she did not do that. During her TED Talk, she became human. Not like she's like a mutant or like godlike, but she let down what people expected to hear from her. She got real. She was like, let me tell you the struggles I went through and let me tell you that it was hard. And then it wasn't until after that speech, and I think it was like 15 minutes long or 20 minutes long, but it wasn't until after that she suffered from what she calls a speech hangover. She said, I was so open. I was, she was, it was a vulnerability hangover. That's what it was. But she was so open that she felt completely drained. Not because she's like, I shouldn't have told people all about these things. But she was so afraid of what people perceived of her. Which is what every one of us think. Think about it. We live in an age where it's social media. We never legitimately post a picture of like, this is how I woke up. Or hashtag woke up this way, right? None of that's true. There's always some kind of filtered version or dolled up version. No one ever sees their side of being weak or broken. And I think that's what it is. We always have to have this image of constantly being perfect. That I am doing everything I can. I am, you know, working my butt off. I am a successful woman in that sense. I am running a household. I am a good friend, a good mother, a good sister. You have all these roles that you have to be 100% at. When there's only one you and there's only 100%. So you have to take the 100% and divide it up. And that's what she tells me. Like one day she could be a great friend and maybe not the best mother. And one day she could be a great mother and not the best colleague. And that's all of us. We have days that we feel on top of the moon. And there are days that we feel that we are sucking at everything we try. And that's when I got more and more into it. And I was like, all right, she's on to something. Let me give her another chance. And there was a Netflix special called the call to courage and that i just stared at the tv as if she was talking to me jay said he looked at my face when i was watching this documentary the speech it was in the documentary jay just said that when i was staring at the screen when she was talking to me i felt like she was talking to only me in the room do you ever meet those people where they're on set or they're on stage and they're talking and you're like yes like you're nodding along it's like just you and her or you and him in that room and they are just having a conversation with you that's what she did for me. And I felt more and more enlightened. And enlightened means I didn't feel like I had to always constantly put up this image. Like everything is perfect. No, there's so many flaws. I have more flaws than perfections. I'm, I don't think I have any perfections. And then I was like, I need to bring this with me. I need to bring this woman with me on a daily basis. So I started reading her books, Daring Greatly. And this book, I read it twice already. And this book is filled with with so much knowledge and so many things that when I go on the train and I read it I nod to it as if I'm watching her Netflix special I have to say in the beginning it was a little hard I was like oh like let's get into it just give me like give me the tea give me the good stuff I don't need all this like filler but if you actually read through the book the second time around she's preparing you she's trying to help you get to that point she's trying to prepare you like it's like when you go camping or whatever you start getting your tools and you start getting your camps I don't know the campsite stuff ready to go that's what she's doing she's setting you up for success she's understanding and helping you change your brain as you go through the pages and there's so many little quotes I write all over this book this book looks like it's been passed down numerous numerous times by all my friends but it's just me tearing it and writing into it and like folding certain pages and it's just so good whenever I feel sad 
I flip through the pages and I know it's highlighted or marked in certain ways so I can read a quote. So I do want to read one of the quotes that meant a lot to me. If you guys are reading along, it's page 60. And it says, Only when we're brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. Think about that. When we are brave enough to explore the darkness, we will discover the infinite power of our light. Why does that mean so much? Because darkness is scary. And we always associate darkness as something being bad or not safe. Or no one wants to go in the dark. Everyone wants to stay in the light, right? Like the nighttime is scary unless you're like clubbing teen. But even though that you have to go home by a certain time. And light is always welcoming and warm. Like I always say, and you guys have heard in past episodes, if you don't go through the bad, how do you know the good? And that is what I feel she is trying to tell the world. Just because you don't go through the same exact experiences as someone, that doesn't mean you can't try to understand if you put yourself in their shoes to understand the pain they might go through, the anxiety they might have. Those kind of emotions are really negative. But when you're compassionate and you're loving and you show that you care, those emotions dissipate. Those emotions get wiped out a little or even just the power from those negative emotions are stripped away a little bit at a time. And that is how, that's how I try to live my life. I don't understand everyone's pain. I don't understand everyone's struggle. I don't understand even a fraction of the pain or anger and hurt. But what I do understand is I am human and when I go through those emotions, I too feel that I have no control and I do feel weak and I feel ashamed or I feel sad and mad but when you have those one friends or you have a support system and whoever they might be in your life to either sit next to you hold you talk to you and we all have that one person it makes a big difference huge difference and that is what this podcast has done for me It was extremely terrifying and scary and I had so many little demons in my head that said, no, you're going to fail miserably. This is never going to work. Who is ever going to listen to you? No one cares what you have to say. And that still might be true. But then a part of me, when I did talk to like Tracy and Jay and Michelle, my friend Mindy and Guy, they might not have understood what I wanted to talk about, but I had those people who constantly pushed me and said, yes, you should talk about what you want. You do have a voice. And then when I started opening up more, I remember this one dinner, and you guys will meet her next season. Her name is Eunice, and and Mindy, you'll meet both of these wonderful ladies. I was like, I think I'm going to start a podcast. And even when I said it, it was like a whisper. I think I'm going to do it. I talked about it with Tracy. I think I'm going to do this. And they were like, you should do it. Why Why are you whispering? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm so scared. Like, what if people, like, judge me? What if people don't like like, like it? What if people hate it? What do people think it's stupid? And they said, but what if they don't? What if they don't? So imagine the three of us. We're three Asian women. All from different walks of life. All in different stages of our lives. Both of them are mothers. And they're both, all of us working in New York City. And we all have the same struggles in a way. Yet same accomplishments. And after that dinner, it was like four hours long. It was amazing. I've never felt more empowered and I had the courage I had such a strong support system that I was I'm gonna give it a try I came home that night and recorded two episodes 
they're they were a little rough so they never aired just yet but i'm going to flush them out more for season two and i just remembered saying this is what it is to be vulnerable you are vulnerable and some people love you for it and some people will kick to the curb but who cares about those people 15 episodes later we're here we're here and we're together and i have to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening for giving me a chance each and every week letting me have my voice letting me be me the raw me the real me the me that sometimes you don't get to see because it's just not right on that platform by right i don't mean i'm not i can't be my true self it's just it's a different platform this is the platform that you come to get to know me the good the bad the ugly all of that my journey through life and as i wrap season one I did go through what you guys like and what you guys did not like. Let me tell you, you guys like to know me as a person. And I love that you guys like that. I have to say, season one was like ups and downs. I wasn't sure what you guys wanted to talk about. I talked about everything that I was passionate about, but I didn't know the direction. So it was kind of like, you know, a little testing zone. And I love the feedback. First of all, you guys don't like recycling. (laughs) Let me tell you. You guys don't care at all about recycling. I had people legitimately come to me like, the episode before Frenemies was great. I'm not going to listen to recycling, Viv. What the heck? I don't care about recycling. I'm like, but it's important by the farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I wanted to, I would Google it. I would go figure out how to do those other greener things. So I hear you. But the number one episode that always gets the most listens to is the first one. My pilot, Who Am I? And I... And to this day, I'm very surprised because it really gives me such a virtual hug and warmth that you guys genuinely want to know how I got to who I am. The second episode that's done the best is a tie between meeting the mister, which is Jay, and meeting my parents. So you guys genuinely want to know about my my loved ones and, my, and the people that helped me and shaped me and helped me become who I am. And I haven't gotten the numbers just yet. But I have been getting so much feedback and positivity from both the Frenemies episode as well as to all the baby boys I've loved before. And I think with that, it's about the struggles. You guys wanted to see how I came out on the other side or what I've learned. It's a learning experience. And it's really helping me shape season two. And I really, really think that you guys are going to like season two. We're going to have a lot of guests. I have mini series coming out i i'm really excited some of them are super empowering and like kick ass and i they're feel good pieces um and then some of them are harder conversations they're not bad i don't want you guys to think it's bad it's hard conversations that i think will stick with you throughout the week and make you think about how we are as a whole as society how people treat people more into those and the guests i have they're genuine friends of mine And they are incredible, incredible, incredible people. They have such knowledge and they're so passionate about everything they do, everything they feel and how they try to make this world a better place. I can't wait for you to meet those friends of mine. They are, they're inspiration to me. So it's important. It's important that it's time to, we're taking this to another level. Season two is going to be really, really great. Um, I don't want to give too much away. I do, I do want, I want the excitement to build and I do want, I want something that 
we can both take out of. I want something that you and I can grow together as well as these friends. And I want to keep inviting friends over because I want you guys to know these people. I want you guys to know that their stories are powerful and they are magnificent, strong, successful, independent men and women. So you're probably thinking, when do I get to meet these people? (laughs) Season two will debut after the new year. It will be Friday, January 3rd, 2020. I'm really excited. Also, as always, there's always going to be a recipe. And these recipes are going to be tied into the guests or, of course, tied into the episode. But we're going to get a good mixture of food. Food that some of them I probably never made. I don't know. I don't know what the recipes are going to be. But I'm excited to cook alongside these people, whether it's in my home, in their home, or whatever space we go to. But it's going to be fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So, talking about food. How you're like, what What recipe are you going to tie into this week? Well, I was thinking a lot. I'm like, how am I going to tie this into vulnerability? Like, what are we going to be making? Like, soup? Like, chicken soup for the soul kind of thing? Mm-mm. You know, I wouldn't leave you guys hanging for over a month with just some chicken soup. I'm going to be showing you guys how to make the best. I mean, that's a really strong statement. But I really think it is the best. The juiciest. The crunchiest fried chicken sandwich why okay i love fried chicken i don't know if you guys know that about me but i love fried chicken and i love a good fried chicken sandwich but it is hard to find or some people advertise it as a good the best chicken sandwich and they sell it for two days and they sell out for a month yes i'm talking to you popeyes what the heck man you're my favorite chicken place why'd you do that so It's a mixture between the number one chicken sandwich I think people assume, which is Chick-fil-A, which, I mean, I had it. It's all right. I'm sorry if I offended some of you. And it's a mixture between Popeye's fried chicken and a Chick-fil-A sandwich, and I mashed it together. I also did this for an episode of Viv's Tips, but I took that recipe, which was amazing already, and I took it up to the next level. So it is the creme de la creme of fried chicken sandwiches what makes it so good i use cake flour yes cake flour isn't just for cake cake flour it adds an extra crunch extra flavor and what is the difference check out the website it will all be in there and i have a secret brine brine it don't worry it's not going to take 24 hours or 12 hours it's only going to take about two hours and you get the best sandwiches and it's all about that protein so oh my god i can't wait for you guys to try it out it's so good i made like a huge batch and Jay and I just consumed it like inhaled it but you guys will have that sandwich until the next time we meet and I cannot wait to connect with you guys I wish you guys the best safest most delicious holiday season I am grateful for each and every one of you and I am so thankful that we have taken this journey together and we're growing well I'm growing so much and you are just allowing me in this safe space to be me, to be heard, and to be connecting with each and every one of you. So thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. And happy new year. I'll see you in 2020. Simmer Down with Viv is produced by me, Vivian Chan, and Tracy Gushkin from With You Media. For more information, visit Simmer Down with Viv on Instagram, With You Media on Instagram, or SimmerDownWithViv.com and WithYouMedia.com. When I'm prepping food and there's raw proteins involved, I always use a plastic cutting board. Why? Because I don't want cross-contamination. And material has the perfect cutting boards. 
They're actually called Reboards. They've come in four vibrant colors. And you want to know the best part? They come from 75% recycled plastic, 25% sugarcane, and 100% dishwasher safe. My two favorites are the Tide for all seafood and the Sand when I'm dealing with other proteins such as chicken or pork. Be sure to check them out at materialkitchen.com and use code SIMMERDOWNWITHVIV for 10% off. Now go on with your bad self and get cooking in that kitchen.